In today's shiur, we're going to discuss the mitzvah of matzah, achilas matzah, and leil haseder. Uh, however, before we begin discussing matzah, we're going to take a look at a gemara in Psachim daf kufidaler medbeis that discusses an issue that focuses on moror achilas moror, but that will develop a certain model that will be, will be able to apply to, ma- to matzah as well. Uh, the gemara there says Amar Yishlakish is also meres mitzvah shichos kavana. The mission discusses a case where one ate. Chasa uh, or Chazer, so Maror, uh, instead of Karpas. Uh, and then later on, one eats uh, the same vegetable for, for Maror. And Reshaka says, we can prove from over here that Misot Srichos Kavana. And therefore came the Lobe Idan Chiva, the Maror, who the Achille, since one, <coughs> when one ate the Karpas, the Maror as Karpas, he wasn't eating at the time of the mitzvah of Maror. Therefore he makes a Bar Piyadapa, but he has no Kavana for Maror. And therefore, since he didn't have kavana for Maror and mitzvah strichos kavana, he wasn't yotzei the mitzvah. He didn't fulfill his mitzvah. So later on, when we come up to the to the uh, time for the king mitzvah Maror, he has to eat that same vegetable again, but now to eat it as Maror. If you if you would think that mitzvahs, the king mitzvahs, do not require do not require kavana. Why should you eat the Mara the second time? When you ate the first Mara for Karpas, even though you didn't intend to fulfill the mitzvah of Mara, nevertheless, you were Makai the mitzvah, you fulfilled the mitzvah. So why is it necessary to, to eat again? So the Gemara then says, the Gemara is Doche the Raya, and it brings him a chokas. But the conclusion of the Gemara is as follows, Pshita. If one has other vegetables other than maror, there's no doubt that one should use other vegetables and not maror for karpas. And then you have no problem. You ate a cucumber, you ate uh, celery. Some people have them to eat potatoes. Whatever you eat for karpas, you eat to make on that a bari piyadama. And of course, you're not yotz in the midst of maror. Later on, you come to the part of the Seder that deals with the Mitzvah of Maror, then you take out the Maror and you make a bracha ala chilas Maror. Hechad leka but if one has only chasa or only Maror, and he has to use that Maror for karpas as well, so there's machoks between Rav Huna and Rav Chista. Am Rav Huna mevarech meikara amara bar piyadama v'yachil. Lubsof. Lubsof mevarech ala chilas Maror. When you eat the chasa as karpas, you make a bar piyadama. Later, when you eat this, the same chasa as maror, then you make a bracha ala chidas maror. Maske flor of chista, of chista asked the question, After you've filled your stomach with, with chasa, eating maror, now all of a sudden you're going to wake up and make a bracha? Rav chista said at the beginning, the bracha that you should make, when you eat the, the maror as karpas, you should make a bar piyadama ve'al achilas maror. And the brach also says, well, ve'achil. V'lobsof, achil achilas chasa bracha. And later, when you get up to maror, so you eat the, the chasa, you eat the maror without any bracha at all. So one could have thought that the machok between Rav Chista and Rav Huda is the question whether mitzvah strichos kavana or mitzvah strichos kavana. According to Rav Huda, mitzvah and therefore you worry Yosef Mitzvah Achilas Maror when you ate the Maror as Karpas. So you make a Bar Piyadama, you don't make the Bracha Al Achilas Maror. But, and later on when you eat the Maror, then you have Kavan to be Yosef, so then you make the Bracha Al Achilas Maror. 
However, Kontra since even when you ate the Mara at the beginning of the Suda, for Karpas, at the beginning of the Seder, you, even though you didn't intend to eat it as Mara, since Mitzvah's Lotzrichos Kavana, and you're Yotzi the Mitzvah of Mara, Therefore, that would be the proper time to make a both a bari priyadama and the bracha alachilas maror. And later on, you get to the point of the seder motivatsa maror korech. You have to eat maror again, but then you don't make a bracha because you've already made the bracha and you've already fulfilled your mitzvah. And therefore, there's no reason to make the bracha again. You're not allowed to make the bracha again. Tosos, however, challenges this explanation for uh, for the sheet of Rav Chista. And Tosos basically claims that had Rav Chista held mitzvos lotzvichos uh, kavana, then he wouldn't say la'achar shamilo kreiso imenu. It's not a question that you've already filled your stomach with chasa and therefore it's not proper to make the bracha later on as opposed to now. But but it would be a bracha levatala. If you already fulfilled your mitzvah because mitzvos lotzvichos kavana, so then later on when you make the bracha, after having fulfilled your mitzvah, it's a bracha levatala. And therefore, Tosu says, Rav Chista nami neri the savakresh lakish, the bai kavana. According to Rav Chista, there's no doubt that mitzvos trichos kavana, and you you did not fulfill your mitzvah when you ate the mara as karpas. Nevertheless, Rav Chista insists that the proper time for making the bracha is at the beginning, before you filled your stomach with with with, with chasa. If he would hold, if he would maintain the position that missiles do not require kavana, so how will they the did nothing? It's not because you filled your stomach, but because you already fulfilled the mitzvah. The nothing but people reshown, and therefore in your varech but sheni have a bracha If you would make the bracha later on, it's a bracha So basically, Rav Chista, according to Tosos, is saying something which is shocking. At the beginning, when you're about to eat Mara as Karpas, and you're not going to be Yosef the Mitzvah, that's the time that you say the Berchus Mitzvah. Why should you say the Berchus Mitzvah if you're not being Yosef the Mitzvah? And, uh, and, and later on, when you fulfill the Mitzvah, no, that's not the time for the Berchus Mitzvah. You should have said it at the beginning, because you shouldn't make the Berchus Mitzvah after you filled your stomach with Chasa. But my God, you filled the stomach with Chasa, not as part of the Mitzvah of Achilles Maror, but as something else. And you haven't fulfilled your requirement whatsoever. So Tosos knows that he's a little bit stuck over here, and he has to bring a number of different examples to prove that this is in fact the case. So he continues, Even though the main mitzvah mara, he's not yotze till the second tibol, nevertheless you make the bracha initially. Okay? So first of all, one thing that we notice is he says that Afakav the Ikar Mitzvah Smarlo Nafikel the Hebel Sheni. The main mitzvah you fulfill later on, but it sounds like there is some minimal mitzvah that you're Yotze, but Hebel Rishon, even if I hold Mitzvah Slotzichos, even if I hold Mitzvah Slotzichos Kavana. That's point number eight. Secondly, he brings an example. Midi Dahave Abirchos Shofa, the Mevarech at Kios the Yeshiva, he says the same thing we find by Shofar. When do we make the bracha? On Shofar, before the Tkios, the Miyushav, the Tkios that we have before Tfilah. And later on, when we do the main Kiyu Mitzvah Shofar, which is Tkiyah al Sedar Brachos, when we blow the Shofar on Machil Sechorns and Shofars, that's the main Kiyu Mitzvah Shofar according to Tosfos, then you don't make the bracha. 
So why should you make the bracha initially and not later on? After you've already blown the shofar, now all of a sudden you're gonna, you're gonna make the bracha? So therefore he says you have the same, you have the same situation. Now it's clear that when one blows the shofar, the kiyas to the yushav, he's, he, he, he's, he's done a mitzvah. He's fulfilled his obligation. It could be he hasn't fulfilled it in the, in the most perfect sense. The, the full kiyum of, of, of kiyos, according to Tosos, is kiyah seder habrachos. When we're to okay the shofar, I'm machil sechorns and shofros. But nevertheless, it's clear that even if one is not okay, I'll say, I'll say the brachos, the brachos are not ma'akvos. The brachos don't prevent him from, him from fulfilling his mitzvah. Nevertheless, to, so, and therefore, Tulsa says, you make the bracha on tekios yushav, even though the main key mitzvah will be later on by tekios umad. Okay? So if we're going to take the parallel in our case, there also has to be at least some kind of a minimal mitzvah that's being done when you eat the marrow for karpas, even if you say mitzvah s'vichos kavana. Nevertheless, mitzvah s'vichos kavana just simply means that you didn't fulfill your requirement, but you've done something. You've done the maisa mitzvah. But you have to do it again with kavana because you didn't fulfill your requirement. But nevertheless, the maisa mitzvah you did do. So the kavana might be a necessary requirement. And if you did the mitzvah without kavana, so you have to do it again. The manda on mitzvah kavana says if you did the mitzvah without kavana, you don't have to do it again. It doesn't prevent you from fulfilling your mitzvah. You didn't do it in the most perfect way, but nevertheless, you don't have to repeat it. The mandama who holds mitzvah kavana says you've done something, but not enough, and therefore you have to do it again with kavana. So that's I think the way Tosas is understanding the din of mitzvah kavana. So according to this understanding, we understand why it would make sense to make the bracha when you eat the maror at the beginning, even though it's not the ikar ki mitzvah maror, nevertheless, it's something, you did do a maisa mitzvah, and there is some partial kiyum, but it wasn't enough, and therefore you have to do it again, with kavana, after eating the matzah, you know, in its proper place. And then you have full kavana, and then you have the full kiyum. So basically, what Tosas has is a certain model, that if you have some kind of a minimal kiyum at the beginning, even though the main key mitzvah is at the end, nevertheless, the proper time for the bracha kontra of chista would be at the beginning, before you have that initial kiyum, even though it might not be the main kiyum. We find something parallel in Rashi regarding Achilles Matzah. So that's the model, basically, Tosas presents. We find something parallel regarding Achilles Matzah. Rashi, in Pesach, in Tafkufi, Tesman, Beis, uh, on the... Uh, that after eating the final matzah, which we call afikomen, you're not allowed to eat anything else. So Rashi comments, We have to eat matzah at the end, which is, which is supposed to conjure up a memory of the matzah that was eaten together with the Pesach, with the carbon Pesach. That's the broken piece of matzah that we eat at the end. The shame chovas matzah. And that matzah we call afikoma that we eat at the end, that's the matzah that we're eating. The shame chovas matzah. That's the main kiyum ha-mitzvah. But nevertheless, he says, Nevertheless, the bracha, achilas matzah, we make at the beginning by motzi matzah, not by tzafun, but by motzi matzah. Even though that's not the main kiyum ha-mitzvah, it's 
after we filled our stomach with matzah, how can we go ahead now and make the bracha? So even though the main key mitzvah of matzah is going to be later on when we eat the afikomen, nevertheless we make the bracha al achilas matzah, the berchas mitzvah we make at the beginning, because that's when we initially uh, do the when we initially do the mitzvah. So again, according to Rashi, you have some kind of a minimal kiyum at the beginning, but the main, main kiyum is at the end when you eat the matzah which conjures up memories of the matzah that was eaten together with the Pesach. The matzah that was eaten together with the Pesach, that's the main kiyum ha-mitzvah. And uh, at the beginning we eat matzah um, which is has significance. It is a ma'isa mitzvah, but it's not the main the main kiyum. So according to Rashi, what you have here is you know, some two different levels of mitzvah. Eating matzah regularly, and then eating matzah, which somehow is reminiscent of the matzah that was eaten together with the Kohen Pesach, and that's the main kiyum of Achilas, of Achilas matzah. Tosos um, brings another example of this in Dav uh, Kufchaf, and he says, What did Hillel do with he would do korach. He would he would wrap together the matzah together with the maror and the korban pesach, and we would eat it together. And he would do that when at the end, because the pesach was eaten when alasova. The pesach, the korban pesach, was eaten at the end of the meal. So therefore, what Tosa says, he must have made a motzi at the beginning. So he must have eaten matzah at the beginning. At the beginning, he would make a motzi on the matzah. and he would eat. And that bracha al-achilas matzah that he made at the beginning, together with the motzi, that bracha al-achilas matzah would also relate to the main kumah mitzah, which was done at the end when he was korech, the, the Pesach matzah umarar, together. So basically, it seems that what Rashi uh, is saying, and what Tosus is saying clearly was the din of Hillel, is that what are these two levels of the kim of mitzvah of matzah? One level is the din of Be'er of Tochum Matzos, which is totally independent of the Karim Pesach. Uh, the Gemara says on Daf uh, Kuf that Bizman Hazeh, we have a mitzvah to eat matzah min because it says Be'er of Tochum Matzos. Aside from the mitzvah of matzos and mov we have another pasuk that tells us be'erev tochlu matzos. So be'erev tochlu matzos is basically to eat matzos. There's a separate kiyum and a mitzvah of eating matzah. However, according to Hillel, there was another kiyum, and that kiyum was matzos and mov yochluhu. And the mitzvah of matzos and mov yochluhu, that's the most perfect way to be kind of the mitzvah of matzah. Nevertheless, we make the bracha lachilas matzah at the beginning when we eat matzah, when we make the motzi and we eat matzah. Even though that's a lower level of the kiyum, and later, and that bracha will relate to the korach that he'll ate at the end of the suda together with the korban pesach when he was mekayim the, the, the full kiyum, which is al matzos umroim yochluhu. That's basically the shita of, of Hillel Azakin according to Tosos. So the two different levels of the mitzvah of matzah is on the one hand be'er of tochlu matzos, which is independent, and the other kiyum, the other level of kiyum, is the uh, is the din of al matzos umroim yochluhu. Okay, according to Rashi, I think you have something similar even Bismar Hazem. That even though we, according to, according to the Deya, Rav Sheshes, that says Matzav is Banazad Doraisa, there's a kiyum of eating Matzah together with the Maror, even though the, the Kom Pesach doesn't exist. But that idea of eating Matzah together 
with the Mar and the Korban Pesach, that idea exists even when the Korban Pesach doesn't, is not around. I'll just point out to you that in Bamidbar, uh, we have the Pesach Al-Matzah which makes the Matzah dependent upon the Mar. But the Lashon in Shmos Yerbeis is Matzah, the Pesach is eaten Sli-Eish, U-Matzos Al-Matzah so you have matzos and Pesach independently, and both eaten together with marhar. That gives the matzah more of an independent status. So according to Rashi, apparently, uh, that kiyum of eating uh, matzah representative of Abbas Ramechluhu, that's the major kiyum of matzah, even Bizman Hazet. And therefore, the way that we're makai matzah in the fullest sense is when that matzah is eaten al-hasova at the end of the meal, which is reminiscent of the al-matzah yochluhu, which to a certain extent exists nowadays as well without the Korban Pesach. I'll try to explain that point a little bit later on. I know right now it's a little bit difficult. Okay, I'm just going to give a few quick examples uh, where you have these two different levels of mitzvah within different contexts. Um... The uh, the Bala Itur, in source number seven, is quoted in the tour. The Bala Itur says that if one has only one kazayis of of matzah shmura, he should eat that kazayis of matzah shmura at the end. That could be one for one of two reasons. Either it could be because of Rashi, the main kiyum is at the end, or it could be because of the din of Ein Maftir Acham Matzafi Komen. And therefore, since you're not allowed to eat anything after eating matz, the, the kim of Achilles matzah, therefore you have to leave it at the end, because if you eat it at the beginning, then you won't be able to eat anything else. Or if you do eat something else, then you'll violate the din of Ein Maftir Acham Matzafi Komen. So there's a big machoks we shown him, and not everybody agrees with the Yitur on this, but that's what the Yitur holds. Ein Maftir Acham Matzafi Komen, so eat the matzah shmura at the end. Nevertheless, the tour, the, the Yitur says, that when you eat matzah she'enashmura at the beginning, you make the motzi and you make the alachilas matzah. You make the bracha alachilas matzah. You make the bracha alachilas matzah when you when you eat the matzah she'enashmura. What kind of a kibitzah is that? So the riff argues. And the riff says no. At the beginning, you eat the matzah she'enashmura, but you only make the motzi. Later on, when you eat the matzah shmura, then you're making the mitzvah, and then you make the bracha alachilas matzah. But according to the itter, why should you make the bracha alachilas matzah at the beginning? So apparently the Itter holds that there are two levels to the Kim of Mitzvah of Matzah. One level, the minimal level, you can be Yotze, even the Matzah She'en shmura, But the fullest Kim of the Mitzvah of Matzah is only Matzah shmura. Therefore you can make the Bracha at the beginning and relate to the full Kim at the end. It goes back to the model that we raised at the beginning. Um, the Rush holds that if one ate Matzah without a Seba, then, without leaning back, then he has to eat matzah again. Source number 10. When you eat the, the first kazais and afikomen, whenever you eat matzah as the kim mitzvah, you have to do a seba, you have to lean back. If you ate without a seba, you didn't fulfill your mitzvah. If you didn't, if you didn't do a seba, you weren't yotze. And therefore, he says, If you ate without leading back, you have to repeat and eat again with a seba. He doesn't say if you ate without a seba, and then sometime past you have to make the bracha again. He doesn't mention anything about the bracha. He says if you ate without a seba, you have to, have to eat again with a seba. If you take his far to the conclusion, if you weren't yotze at all, if what you did was meaningless, and, and, and there was no kim whatsoever, so if you ate without a seba, and all of a sudden you remembered later on in the meal, 
that you ate without a seba. That's by the afikoman. You remember that at the beginning you ate without a seba. So when you make the afikoman, make the bracha again. There was a hefsek between the initial bracha and the and and the eating of the afikoman. But if we say that even according to the rush, there's a minimal kiyum without a seba, then we can understand why that bracha that was made on the on a, on a mitzvah can also relate later on to the major kiyum, which is accomplished later on when you eat the, the matzah beheseba. Um, let's take a, one more example. Uh, the next example is from uh, the question of whether you have to be you have to be toeim, you have to taste the matzah. The Gemara in uh, Brachos, Taflam Nechesman Beis, basically says that if you eat matzah that's mavushal, you're not yotze, because tam matzah be'in and We need the taste of matzah and we don't have the taste of matzah. And therefore, you're not yotze with matzah mavushalus. On the other hand, the Gemara in Psachim, Dafkuf Tesvav Medbeis, says, Bala matzah yatsa, bala marla yatsa. If you ate matzah, then you're yotze. If you ate maro, then you're not yotze. Now, Lechaora, the shita of, you know, Rashbam explains that according to Rava, you basically don't need ta'am matzah. And therefore, you yotze, even if you swallow it without tasting it. On the other hand, maror, you have to be toim, you have to taste the maror, because the whole idea of maror is to taste the bitter taste. The question is, uh, and then the Rashbam continues and says, but that's only lechatchila. You have to taste the matzah as well. Where did, first, you have two problems. First of all, there's a, there's a contradiction between the Gemara and Sachim and the Gemara and Brachos. Second of all, where did the Rashbam get this idea that lechatchila, you have to taste the matzah? If you don't need tam, if you have to eat the matzah, right? And, and, and blia, ta- swallowing is considered eating. So why do you have to taste it? Who says lechatchila, you have to taste it? So the answer, and, and second of all, you have a contradiction with the Gemara and Brachos. So the answer, I think, is clear. That according to the Gemara and Brachos, basically, the Gemara Brachos doesn't say you have to taste the matzah. He says, it says that the chefsa of matzah that you need in order to make kind of of matzah is matzah which lends itself to be t- being tasted. Because there's a requirement that in order, that a chefsa of mitzvah has to lend itself to kima mitzvah in the most ideal sense. For instance, if one wants to take dalminim, a lulav, so one can just, you know, pick up the dalminim and it's yotze. Once you lift it up, you're yotze. But a fuller kiyum is through nianuim, by shaking it. The requirement is that a lulav has to be four tfachim high, because you need three tfachim to the share of lulav, and another tefach, kadele na'aneabo. So that lulav has to lend itself to the possibility of nianua, even though nianua itself is not ma'akev. If you would be, you can be makayimitsa without nianua, but the chefza of lulav has to lend itself to be makayimitsa in its most perfect sense. That's a, an idea which is called kol harai l'bila, ain bila ma'akevis. Kol she'ein harai l'bila bila ma'akevis. The chefz has to lend itself to the full, to the kiyum in its fullest sense. So, so too over here, since Rashbam understood from the Gemara in Brachos that there is a fuller kiyum when one eats matzah by tasting the matzah. How does he know that? Because Matzah, that's muvusheles, you're not yotze, because ba'inata matzah v'leka. You have a chefza matzah which doesn't lend itself to being tasted, and that proves that the fullest kiyum is by tasting it. Okay? Uh, what, what kind of a kiyum is there in tasting matzah? You know, the mitzvah is bare of tochlu matzos. It's achila. So where are the two different levels? So I think the two different levels are rooted in basically the two different ideas that one has for, for, for matzah. 
On the one hand, we have the idea of Lechem Oni. Lechem Oni is the bed of the poor man's bed, or 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 the bed of affliction, lech, from the lashon inoy or anius, lechem oni. And as far as lechem oni is concerned, that it's that, that I, I think in order to mikayim the, the the idea of lechem oni, one has to taste, you know, the 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 the, the, the one has to taste the matzah just like one has to taste the maror. That idea, which is symbolic of the shibud and the difficulty that they had with maror or in matzah, is something which has to be tasted. On the other hand, uh, the idea of those pikpitekam, which is the symbolism of geula, matzah, as, as, as symbolic of geula, does not have to be tasted. As long as one eats the matzah, which is symbolic of geula, he's yotze. So the fullest kiyum is when, is when, when eating the matzah, one fulfills both of these ideas, both lechem oni on the one hand, as well as los pikpitekam on the other hand. While if one would only be bolea, then he would be missing the idea of lechem oni. He would be yeltsei the mitzvah, but nevertheless, it would be an incomplete and imperfect kiyum mitzvah. In the on the uh, in the other uh, case, if one would eat matzah without doing his seba lechem oni, he could accomplish. We eat maror without a seba because maror is rep- is reminiscent of the shibud. So too lechem oni is reminiscent of the shibud. So if you eat mar- matzah without his seba, you yeltsei you yeltsei at least on the minimal level the idea of lechem oni. However, you have to repeat and eat it again with a seba in order to mekayim lois pikvitzekam. So, according to the the, the, the Russia, I would say that lois pikvitzekam is ma'akiv. However, lechem oni, the idea of lechem oni, is not necessarily ma'akiv. But in order to mekayim the mitzvah achilas matzah, in its full sense, one requires lechem oni as well, right? So, this idea of lechem oni, I mean, uh, the Gemara, the Mishnah in uh, Kuftes Vav. Brings the idea of Ram Gamil Haya Omer, Kol Mishalom, Agimel Dvarm Elo Pesach, Lo Yatzei Dechavaso, and Pet Matzuz Ushanu Achlim, Al Shem Shanigal, Lo Avosem Mitzrayim, Lo Spik Pitzakam, that's the idea of Lo Spik Pitzakam, the Matzah of Geula. However, for instance, in Psachim Daflamid Vav, Rabbi Kiva Omer, Matam Domad Lechemoni, Pradli Isa Shanilosha, Biyayin Vishamin Vidvash. So we see that there are halachas that are dependent upon the Lechem being Lechem Oni, as opposed to Matzah Ashira. Matzah Ashira is lechem, but it's not lechem oni, and therefore you can't be yotze your chiyuv with with matzah ashira. It has to be something which is reminiscent of the shibud of the of the of the affliction or of the anius, and therefore you require uh, lechem oni. So basically, these two gemaras reflect these two different ideas of achilas matzah. I would suggest that the idea of lechem oni, just like mara goes together with korban pesach, the idea of al matzot urmum yochluhu is the is the Koran Pesach, which is the, the great Ka'ula, uh, 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 protecting Am Yisrael, that's eaten together with matzos, as Lechem Oni and Merorim. Um, as opposed to the idea of Berev Tochlu Matzos, which is independent idea of matzah, that's matzah as Ga'ula, independent of the Koran Pesach. I'll try to explain those ideas later. And uh, as a matter of fact, the Pesach that I mentioned in Shmos Yudbeis, Sli'esh, uh, which was talking about Pesach Mitzrayim, that a Pesach which is reminiscent of Matzot Rom Yochluhu, deals not with Lois Bikvitzekam, because that didn't happen yet. In Pesach Mitzrayim, they ate Matzah as Lechem Only and only as Lechem Only. Because Lois Bikvitzekam did not occur yet. I know the Beit HaLevi has his Chiddush, but Pepashtus, the Achilas Matzah, on Lela Seder in Pesach Mitzrayim, was, rak lech, it was only Lechem Only. And there it says, that's the idea of matzos from Yochluhu, lechem oni. 
So later on, the idea of uh, matzah independently, not part of matzah tzumam that idea uh, is one of lechem shal geula. Okay. Um, it seems to me that if one talks about the need for the Shema, there are two ideas of, of, of Matzah Shemura. One idea of Matzah Shemura is that the Matzah should be protected from any Tzad of Chimutz. That then applies to all Matzah, perhaps according to Rambam, all of Pesach. Uh, it's not, it, it wouldn't be limited to, to one type of chemist matzah or the other. It's a problem really of chemist that matzah, at least matzah's mitzvah, should, should not even have the possibility of becoming chemist. That's what the Rabbim writes, um, source number 16, Ushmat Masab Matzos, Koloma Hizar, Matzah, Vishimuotomi, called Sad Chimus. The Fikach Amuchacham, Sarachadom Hizar, Bidagan, Shaochi Menu Pesach, Shloyavolav Maim Achashaniktar, there's no possibility of chimus. You need shmirah from mishatz ktsira. On the other hand, there's another idea of ushmat masamatzos, which basically means that you have to do the matzos l'shma. You have to have kavanah to do it l'shma. Uh, in uh, source number seventeen, chalos v'toda rukike nazir shaasa osan laatzmo ein yotzebam baem shnema ushmat masamatzos matzah mishtamers leinyan matzah, but not mishtamers leinyan zevach. You need a kavanah that you show me your first for the purpose of matzah. This has nothing to do with, with chametz. This has to do with, with kavana and, and, and the Shema. So it seems to me that the idea of the Shema would make more sense when one wants to, wants this matzah to be reminiscent of matzah of geula. Lechem only, that's physically, that's what the matzah is. This lechem is halach ma'anya. This is lechem only. And you don't need, uh, the Shema to make it into lechem only. But to take that lechem only and to say this is reminiscent of what happened in the Mitzrayim, for that it requires lishma. So the itter that says that if you eat matzah, she, matzah she'ena shmura, you make a bracha because the yotzeh lechem only. But in order to have the full kiyum, later on when you eat, you know, bizman afikomen, emaftir acha matzah afikomen, then you should eat the matzah shmura, which also has the kiyum, the ered kiyum of be'erev tochlu matzos, of eating matzah independently as matzah of geula. Okay? According to Rashi, I would suggest, based on what I said before, that that's the full kim, because you know, that might contain both elements. So at the beginning, when you eat the matzah, it was only the of tochlu matzos. But to have the full kim, even if there's of matzos, that should be done later on, when it's the zecher, the matzah, that's necheles, with the common Pesach, certainly that's true according to Hillel. Okay, basically what I would like to do now is to if basically we have matzah, we have two different kiyum uh, matzah. On the one hand, lechem oni, while on the other hand, shalom hispek b'tzeikam. To a certain extent, we have two different reasons for eating matzah, but we don't really understand why it's necessary. Both seem redundant. As far as the shibud is concerned, you you eat mara. Why do we need lechem oni as well? And as far as the uh, gul is concerned, you have korban pesach. Hashem pesach So why do you need the matzah? So I think the truth is that both the lechem only on the one hand and the matzah on the other and, and the shlosvik b'tzekam are dealing are not redundant but are dealing with different aspects of the shibur on the one hand and the geula on the other hand. Let me begin with the geula. Shlosvik um, b'tzekam it, it deals first of all with what happened in the morning when they were able to leave Mitzrayim and they went to they at night they weren't able to leave the house they had to stay in the house the entire night. The Bechors were killed at Chatzos. That's the point of Asha Pasach Abatea Vesem Tzayim was at Chatzos when we were saved. And that's the point of the great Gilu Shechina that existed 
on Leila Seder Leil Shimurim, when HaKadosh Baruch Bechvod Va'asa Pasach HaBasei Avoseinu Mimitzrayim hovered over our houses, and I'm using a certain parshanus for Pasach as opposed to Passover, but hovered over, and that was the great Gilei Shechina and Kim Abris of Leila Seder, that happened at Chatzos. But they weren't allowed to leave their house. Ar HaBoker, right? As the, the Pasach says, uh, source number 18, They weren't allowed to leave their houses till the morning. And then, HaKadosh comes at Chatzos, and he protects them, and he doesn't let the Mashkis go into the house, because he hovers over the houses of B'nai Yisrael, and he protects Am Yisrael. So that's on the one hand, that's the idea of Pesach. However, the the lechem gula that's in the morning when they actually went free when they were able to leave their houses and leave Mitzrayim and they took the the, the the dough and they and they started marching towards Sukkot. So the the one is dealing really with, with with the gula, uh, the the national gula of becoming free, the nation becoming free, which occurred in the morning, as the Gemara Brachos Daftalot says, the gula Mayusa was not at night but in the morning. However, what happened at night was the Gilo Shechina, was Hashem Pasach, and the Gilo Shechina, and that's what's represented by the Koran Pesach. And therefore, the real Kiyum of Lela Seder as a Gilo Shechina is only when the Beis HaMikdash is Kayim, and we're in the Mikdash, and we eat the Koran Pesach in Yerushalayim, only then when we're Babakam HaShechina can we appreciate and somehow reminisce the great Gilo Shechina that existed on Lela Seder. But Babalon Seinu Harabim, you know, the, the gula that, that, that we're able to appreciate in this fuller sense is the gula of, of the matzah, which occurred in the morning and not, and not at chatzos. So, Los Pepetzeikam and the Koran Pesach are dealing with two different ideas, uh, that are separated even by a few hours. That's on the one hand. Um, regarding lechem oni, as I mentioned before, it could be anius, which is poor man's bread, and it could be lechem oni, the bread of affliction, referring to inuit. Uh, what I would like to do is take the the, um, the possibility that it's lechem inoy, because we find that the verb inoy mentioned over and again in Yitzias Mitzrayim, um, at the beginning of uh, Parsha Shmos, um, it says, first of all, Rashi, lechem oni, lechem shemaske is haoni shenis anu b'mitzrayim. Right? This anu is lechem referring to the inoy, the affliction. And basically the idea of lechem oni, and the uh, maror is, I think, reflective of the psukim at the beginning of Shmos. By simu alav sarim simu man anotobis of Otam. That's the inui. Vechasher ya anu also kin ya bevech and ya frots. And then it says vayavidu mitzrayim space of a farach vayimaru es chayim. So over here you have the inui and you have the maror. You have lechem only and you have and you have maror. What's the difference between maror and and only, or inui and vayimaru es chayim? Vayimaras Chayim describes the difficulty that they went through, the bitterness that they went through, but it's a describes situation which is external to people. Inu is always the inisim esnafshol seichem, it says. Utadu esnafshol seichem by Yom Kippur. Inu refers to somebody who, who tortures the, the inner soul of, 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 of his victim. You're ma'anas somebody, you torture him, you, you affect his, his inner essence. And that's the inu that's being referred to over here. So the lechem is not referring to something external, but it's referring to the, the inner inu, that inner experience. And now what I want to show you is that the inu is connected. The inu, the, the, uh, this idea of inu, we find a number of different times in Tanakh, there's a certain pattern. For instance, by Mitzrayim, the inu comes up again, take a look at source number 22, 
Vayomra Hashem Ra'ora Isi Es Ani Ami Hashem Mitzrayim Ves Tzakasam Shamati Mithin Oksav Kiadati Es Machovav Vayir Latziom Mitzrayim I saw their Inui I heard their Tfilos and I went down to save them. That pattern Inui Tfila Saving we find by uh, by Hagar for instance Vata'ane Sarav Tevrachim Paneah Sarah is Ma'ane Hagar according to Ramban this was a Chet a Chet of Sarah Imenu and then, Vayimtzea Malach Hashem Alein Amayim, Vayomer La Malach Hashem Hinach HaRav Yilad Bein, Vekashmo Yishmael Kishama Hashem Anyech. Hagar was Nisane, and then HaKash Baruch Hu listens to her prayers and saves her, and gives her a child. Um, there's another Pasuk in Shmos Chafalif, Kol Amanav Yosem Lo Sa'anun, Do not be Ma'ane, a widow or, or an orphan. Again, you have Inoy, if there's Inoy, and he screams to me, I will answer him. You have this pattern of Inoy, listening to, to the victim. And that's what you have in Mitzrayim. So basically, in retrospect, when we cut out Mitzrayim, what happened? They, they, they left Mitzrayim. For years they've been eating this Lechem Oni. This lechem only, which is representative of the inuri, of the affliction, the inner, the inner, that the, the affliction of the inner soul that they went through, the vini semes nafshol sechem that they went through in Mitzrayim, l'mana anasobisiv losam, and then all of a sudden they're free and they go out, they put the dough on their backs and they stop, but they have no time. They have to rush. They walk and they get to Sukkot, and all of a sudden they they they, they bake they bake it, and what comes out? It didn't have time, didn't have a chance to rise, and all of a sudden what it comes out? The same thing they've been eating for years. But now all of a sudden it's reminiscent not of Shibud, of Inuit, but of Geula. That same very bread, that same Lechem only, all of a sudden is symbolic of Geula. And what does this mean? What it means is that all of a sudden, in retrospect, you look at the, the entire Shibud. You look at the Inuit, the terrible Inuit that they went through, and all of a sudden they realize that it's the Inuit itself which leads to Geula. Inuit Tzaka and Rishama Kirachamani. That's what you have in the Tzias Mitzrayim. Vayom Hashem Ra'ura Isias Ani Ami Hashem Mitzrayim Vatzakatam Shamati Mepein Oksav Vayirei Latzilom Yad Mitzrayim All of a sudden you look back and the Lechem Oni on the one hand is the same Matzah that becomes the Lechem of the Geula. It brings, it brings us towards the Geula. That inner experience when we begin to pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu from the heart because of what we're going through. That's what leads to the Yeshua of Mitzrayim. So that I think is the idea of Matzah, the symbolism of Matzah, which is on the one hand, the Erev Tochlu Matzah, which is on the one hand, the Lechem of Geula, of those two Pitzekam, but is also, that very Lechem of Geula is the Lechem of the Inu, because it's the same thing, it's the same Matzah. Only in retrospect that we realize that upon the Geula, that by eating the lechem only, al matzos rorim, the rorim and the matzos and the lechem only, by eating that, all of a sudden, by, by suffering, those years and praying because of our suffering, that's what led us to the geula of Mitzrayim.